0: I've
1: got to get Marquette more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just mind getting We want us some Marquee. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts
0: starts right now. It's twenty three or twenty four. We're trying to figure out. We're getting mixed reports. We're getting mixed reports. It's either twenty three Democratic candidates running for governor or for president, rather, or twenty four. Now that uh, Mayor of New York City Bill de Blasio has officially has officially thrown his hat into the ring. And I have to tell you, this is one of the most bizarre. We're, we're miles away from the finish line. And this is one of the most bizarre election cycles so far already. We have 20, uh, the other Josh is telling me 23 officially. We have officially 23. All right. We're getting confirmation from Sky. Everyone's looking at different websites, but I feel, I guess we've just averaged it together. It looks like there's 23 Democrats who have declared now that Bill de Blasio is, is getting it, Cause Bill de Blasio looks at the other 22 and goes, I can beat all of them. <laughs> This is the guy who uh, who had to uh, was have, having a rally outside of Trump Tower in New York City and then had to go inside Trump Tower in New York City because it started to rain. And then he got heckled by all the Trump supporters that were inside Trump Tower because he was bashing Donald Trump in his own home. It was very bizarre, but he hadn't officially declared. And in fact... The the way his whole campaign kind of came to be was a big I mean, it was a big cluster. You know what? And I'll tell you all about that first in just a minute. But here's basically Bill de Blasio throwing down the gauntlet against the president and against the other candidates and saying, I'm what's best for America.
2: I'm a New Yorker. I've known Trump's a bully for a long time. This is not news to me or anyone else here. And I know how to take him on. As president, I will take on the wealthy. I will take on the big corporations. I will not rest until this government serves working people. doesn't matter if you live in a city or a rural area, a big state, a small state. doesn't matter what your ethnicity is people in every part of this country feel stuck, or even like they're going backwards. But the rich got richer.
0: Hey, speaking of people going backwards, that reminds me of Beto O'Rourke, which we'll get into here in just a minute, because that guy went from being almost a senator and raising $60 million in a state like Texas, one of the reddest states in the entire world, to being basically kind of a footnote on this election, falling into single digits behind Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and of course, Joe Biden, who at this point is still burying everybody, his lead continues to rise, despite all the, you know, sniffing, fondling allegations uh, that continue to pop up. Uh, But it's such an interesting race. So Bill de Blasio planned this big major campaign. He was going to come out and he was going to do Rachel Maddow show. He was going to do the Today Show. He was going to make this big announcement. And then he was going to go to Iowa and he was going to go to South Carolina and he was going to start his presidential campaign. And get this, a 17 year old who runs an online email newsletter. 17-year-old kid runs a political newsletter, wakes up every day before high school at 5 o'clock, types out a couple of headlines, sends it out. He has a circulation of 50,000 people. The kid's name is Gabe Fleischer. He's in St. Louis. <laughs> this kid. <laughs> so Bill de Blasio, the mayor of the largest city and most powerful city in the United States of America, his political machine gets a bug in it and it's this 17-year-old kid, Gabe Fleischer, whose Wake Up to Pol- Politics newsletter, again, reaches 50,000 people every day. He said he was, at, he was scrolling through a politics blog after school one day and he paused about an announcement from a local wing of the Democratic Party in Sioux City City, Iowa. They were inviting members to see de Blasio on Friday at the mayor's, quote, first stop on his presidential announcement tour. So a 17 year old with an internet connection who runs a political blog after doing his homework finds this little tidbit about Bill de Blasio having a presidential announcement tour the media didn't find it CNN didn't find it Fox News didn't find it the New York Times didn't find it the Washington Post didn't. they're too busy worried about collusion and William Barr and Bob Mueller and they're worried about what's going to happen now that William Barr is starting to investigate the origin of the Russian they're all they're still focused on Donald Trump and what a horrible person he is. They're basically ignoring every other piece of news. And this 17-year-old was easily able to uncover this invitation in Sioux City, Iowa, inviting Democrats to come and support Bill de Blasio. So he posts it on Twitter. Boom. All hell breaks loose. All of a sudden everybody sees it. All of a sudden they're getting calls at the mayor's office. Is Mayor De Blasio running? What's happening? Is he going to be in Sioux City, Iowa? Is he going to South Carolina next? Is all of this true? And this 17-year-old broke the story. They had to totally revamp the mayor's announcement. And now he's 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 in crisis mode because so far, I mean, he couldn't even he couldn't even contain the announcement of his presidential election. He couldn't even control that. Yet he wants to now control the entire race and the entire Democratic party and the entire country as president, so that's interesting to see now, speaking of things again that were once golden and now have tarnished beto o'Rourke uh is 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 was once the golden child of the Democratic Party, but it seems like every time he does something every time he goes out to promote himself in his campaign, something happens that just knocks him down two three four pegs. And yesterday he did something which I guess he's done in the past and used to be a good idea. He did what he calls an impromptu town hall meeting. And basically what it is, is he got his assistant to go live on Facebook, much like we do. We're live right now on Facebook. We're live on Twitch. Everybody loves live streaming. It's a great way to connect with people and and get your information out there. So Beto O'Rourke is live streaming while he's at the barbershop getting a haircut. Let me play that for you here. I have a clip. Uh... We're live streaming right now, just just so that you know.
1: And I was answering a question about higher education for people on Facebook who were uh, kind of doing an impromptu
0: to town hall. And, of course, what happens is people automatically, as they do on the Internet, start trolling him and making fun of him. And Twitter explodes. And, and they start making fun of how he's trying to be relatable by, by answering. In fact, one guy said, wow, this is so relatable. I literally just got a haircut last week. We're like the same person. <laughs> so, so Beto O'Rourke is trying to be the common man. He's trying to reach out to the people and he's he's doing it by showing people i'm just like you i'm not a rich elitist i get my hair cut too i'm here in a barbershop i've got my friend cutting i think his name was Chim, Chimay, Chim, chima 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 as it was chima's barbershop is somewhere in texas and he just sat down he got a, he got a trim he got his neck shaved he even got a little massage afterward which was kind of creepy because he was sitting there in the chair moaning physical. It's Oh, this feels. This feels, oh, this feels good. this feels good. This feels good. What My favorite part was a, a guy, I guess another guy who just wanted to get his haircut walks into the shop, sees what's happening, and he knows Beto work from somewhere, but he just can't put his finger on it. Listen to this. The
1: guy on TV, is he the governor? The governor, mayor? No, no. I, I had run for Senate. That's near what me last year. Now I'm running for president. Wow, so, you're great. Man. I've seen you all on TV. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, you, you ran for mayor, you ran for what was it, Senate? No, wait. No, no, I, I had run for Senate. Oh, that's what, I was saying. what it was. Senate. what is it? Uh your soil and water or school board. I saw you somewhere. You were under well, yeah, I I love you, man. I love you. So so he sat down with this guy at the barbershop who had no idea who he was. I mean, this is Beto O'Rourke. He almost became a senator from the state of Texas. He raised sixty million dollars. For his campaign, which I don't know, I don't know what happened to any of that money. And when he came out, uh, came out of the gate with his Vanity Fair article and his big, his big, you know, uh, his big announcement in Texas with his thousands and thousands of crowd, he was going to rival any of the Trump rallies that had been so far this year. And now. Not only can he not find a restaurant to jump up on top of the table and scream to people, he's in a barbershop, an empty barbershop. One guy comes in, doesn't even really know who he is. I've seen you on TV. I think you're the governor. No, that's not it. I You're somebody, but, man, I love you. And and this is the kind of publicity stunt that Beto O'Rourke has been uh, has been resigned to. That's the problem when you have 23 people running. You have to do really silly and bizarre things to make a splash. And when your ratings fall, like Beto O'Rourke's has, you have to do anything to claw your way back up to the top. And he figured the best thing to do to make himself popular again was to live stream a haircut. Now, I don't know if this worked or not, but I, it's all I saw on social media yesterday. And since I'm also kind of a social media whore myself, and I'm always looking for free publicity, I thought if it's good enough for Beto... It's got to be good enough for us. If Beto thinks he could increase his popularity by live streaming a haircut, I feel like I can do the same thing. So here in just a minute, we've invited Will Todd from the uh, soon to open Will Todd Barbershop in Oakleaf. We've invited him in here and I will be live streaming and broadcasting a haircut here on the mark k show and we'll do an impromptu town hall we'll also answer your questions so if you have any questions uh give us a buzz 855-765-1045 or get on facebook or get on twitch or get on periscope and let us know it's the mark k show on news 104.5 WOKV. we'll be right back this is the mark k show As uh, the rest of us do, you missed Beto O'Rourke getting a um, a haircut yet. It was riveting. Robert, we're live streaming right now, just just so that you know, uh, on this camera, I was answering a question about higher
1: education for people on Facebook who were uh, kind of doing an impromptu town hall.
0: Yeah, he was doing an impromptu town hall with an audience of one at a barbershop in Texas, and he also got a massage, too, which apparently felt great. This feels good. I'm sorry, it feels good. It felt good. This feels good. Yeah. Five seven six five one zero oh, four five. And uh, what I thought I would do is I would do, you know, because again, if, look, if it works for a presidential candidate who is trying to raise his his prominence and his stature and become more popular, I mean, I'm trying to do that with this show too. So we've we've invited Will Todd. Will, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Uh, Will answered our call and he showed up here and he's got. You're a barber, right? Yes, sir. You're not just a guy with clippers who follows me on Facebook, right? You're, no, you're okay, good. I'm and a legit barber. He's a legit barber and he has a shop that's opening. Where in Oakleaf? Oakleaf. Okay, good. Is this the first time you've ever cut someone's hair on the radio before? I think it is. Oh, fantastic. That's great. It's also the first time I've had my hair cut on the radio before, so this will be exciting. Um, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to just do a haircut. The other Josh will be watching the stream and that kind of thing if any calls come in, Um and I'll be just answering your question. Josh, are you there? I'm here. Okay, good. Do you have, are there any questions coming in yet? Yes, Rhonda is curious what you're letting Will do today. Perfect. What's, what's I'm do letting to you? Will. What are we doing? You're just going to give me a trim, right? No, we're going to do some designs. Okay, perfect. <laughs> he's going he's to he's put Hillary Clinton in the back of my head. Uh, no, yeah. Go ahead. Start whenever you're ready. Look, for those of you that don't know and don't understand why this is a thing, the for guys, the barbershop, shop. And Will, correct me if I'm wrong, but the barbershop shop is a lot like the beauty salon or the hairstylist for women. It it's a place where guys get together and they chat about things, they talk about sports and politics and Absolutely. I mean you probably know a lot of insight into your customers' lives, right? Right. Correct. I do. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've ever seen uh, your barbershop or coming to America was another one, this is these are all movies that are based on I mean, in fact, you go to the barbershop and the haircut could take 2 minutes. I mean mine literally takes 45 seconds. But you could be there for 30 minutes just shooting the breeze with the with the fellas. Right. And is there a lot of political talk? Do people uh, talk Uh, around the barbershop about politics? But, you know, we try not to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Politics and religion, politics and religion. Okay, All right. So I won't be going to your barbershop, but you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my two favorite topics. But you'll be coming here, I'm sure, uh, repeatedly. If you have a question, by the way, you can call in. You can uh, you can go to our Facebook page where we're live streaming right now, like Beto O'Rourke. If you'd like to know any of my policy ideas or if you have any questions about the upcoming presidential campaign, anything at all like that. Josh, are we getting any questions from anyone? We do have one question. What is Another the one question? Coming to us from Facebook. And he wants to know if Will does beards. Oh, Will, do you do beards? Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Will's got a pretty impressive... I may have questions for me, but Will 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 also answer any <laughs> personal <laughs> grooming questions, too. What do you do to beards? Do you just...
3: Uh, trim them up, wash them, yeah. uh, we color them. Right. You know, pretty much anything you want to
0: do. Did you hear that statistic that the beard is dirtier than a dog's mouth? I have heard that. Okay, all right. Is yeah, that true? Um, I don't know, but, you know, we have beard wash for that. Oh, perfect. All right, fantastic. Uh, 855-765-765. One zero four five. As the presidential race continues with now 23 people, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, I don't know if you, if you missed it. He is now officially in the race. He's been, he's been trolling Donald Trump on Twitter. He's been trolling Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter, Eric Trump. I mean, he's been talking all about how, how the Trumps have, have been basically stealing money from the city. It's really it, – it's so interesting because every time Donald Trump attacks somebody, they, they make fun of him and they tell him it's inappropriate. But then here you have the mayor of New York – who is probably one of the fifth most influential politicians in the entire country uh, way more influential than the mayor of South Bend Indiana but, but here's a guy who is uh, who is openly attacking the President of the United States, a longstanding resident of his city and a taxpayer uh, openly on Twitter but no one seems to no one seems to care about that. So the trolling has been going on for a while and now the official announcement is here. Bill de Blasio, the 23rd candidate for president on the Democratic. On the democratic side, and his number one look he he is attacking the rich he 's attacking donald trump directly he 's attacking uh, donald trump 's record as not just a president but as as a citizen and businessman in new york so it 's going to get it 's going to get dirty um, but it 's going to be interesting to see how much he can survive or who will survive, especially with Joe Biden, who maintains his humongous lead over all of the candidates that 's that feels good now I know it <laughs> now I know. What, now I know a beta, I'm not even getting the massage yet. I'm still just on the hair part, and it feels good. What is it about, a, like the clippers that on your head that just makes it feel so relaxing? I don't know. It's like it's it's almost like you're getting your head scratched. But oh, do I have ear hair? Ear hair. Yeah, let's get rid of the ear hair for sure. Because it's. I mean, that's the weirdest thing. I lose hair on my head, and I get more hair on my ears as I get older. I'm not really sure the the reason for that, but it's yeah you can turn the eyebrows. don't I wanna look less crazy, Josh. any other questions coming in on our social media? Remember this is our impromptu town hall Beto O'Rourke style uh any questions you have at all about about the presidential campaign or Jacksonville politics or what I mean whatever Just open it up. sure. We have a question from Heaven Cat. They're wondering how you can make a design on your hair when they're on your head when there's no hair <laughs> oh okay yep. uh, I, th- here's the thing and, well, what sorry is there more there's one more question oh sorry Facebook. go Jim hannah wants to know if they're going to shave your eyebrows off too well we're working on the eyebrows right now exciting it's more of a trim look here's the thing let me exp- okay we'll get back to politics in a minute let me tell you about hair because i know there's a lot of bald jokes coming through i can see them i can see in the thread josh is being nice the other josh is weeding through the bald jokes but look when you lose your hair you almost and will again correct me if I'm wrong uh you almost have to get your hair cut more Because the little you have looks really puffy, right? Absolutely. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, Get your questions in. You can call us. You can leave us a message on Facebook. This is the Mark K Show, uh, the barbershop uh, impromptu town hall, Beto O'Rourke style. More coming up on News 104.5 WOKV
1: i got to get more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for,
0: Jacksonville. You just might get it.
1: We want us some K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5
0: WOKV. I can't even begin to describe to you what just happened to me. It was, oh my gosh, the most amazing experience. Now I know why, Bay Bader O'Rourke goes to the barber shop to do his job. It's, if you don't get your face wrapped in a hot, steaming, smelly towel and then massage, like pushed so that the, the massage with the heat going. That's fantastic, Will Todd. Bravo, hey Will, thanks so much, man. Well, that was great. Will Todd came in here because Bader O'Rourke. Who I made fun of. I'm going to be honest with you. I saw this and I go, this is not a good idea. This is just silly. He walked into a barbershop, started live streaming on Facebook, and he said, we're doing an impromptu town hall. Robert,
1: we're live streaming right now, just, just so that you know. Uh, on this camera, I was answering a question about higher education for people on Facebook who... We're kind of doing an impromptu
0: town hall. Yeah, and the whole time he's got this Latino barber who's walking around and trimming his hair and doing this and doing that, and doing the other. And then at the end he gets this little massage from it. It looks like I mean, it's like a I mean, it looks like a router. The guy takes like what looks like a router, but it's a massage thing, and he starts pounding his back with it. And and this is all live again on Facebook. It feels good. Yeah, it feels good. And so we decided the best thing to do, because if Beto thinks that it can en- enhance his image and and make him more popular, I thought to myself, well, surely I need my Im- – if anyone needs their image enhanced and needs to be more popular, it's me. So we invited Will Todd from the Will Todd Barbershop uh, into the studio here, and he just did an incredible job. First of all, my hair looks amazing. My hair looks great. I mean, what's a little what little I have. But uh, as I was explaining right before the break – it uh it with the less hair you have, the more you have to attend to it, because if you have a little bit of hair and it's long, people tend to notice it and you just look goofy and unkempt and crazy. But if you have a little bit of hair and you just keep it nicely trimmed, then you look you look kind of. Well, would you say that's the case? Yeah, that's yeah see, that's the case. And guys, if you're struggling, if you have like if it's going right, if the hair is on the way out, if the hair just doesn't want anything to do with you, don't you know let it go. You know, don't fight it. Don't beg for it. Don't try to comb it over anything. Just get the Clippers and say, hey, you want to end this? Uh, forget it. I'm breaking up with you. And just buzz it all off because you're going to look you're going amazing. 855-765-1045. Uh, if you have a question, if you have a comment, we've, we've got a ton of people who apparently I haven't even been able to read the threads because, well, when you have a hot towel wrapped around your eyes, it's tough to read the comments. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to answer uh, every single one of these. Sieber and Yuli. Sieber, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you?
4: Hey, Mark, I'm doing great. I had a question. You, you said you were talking about anything today. Uh, I'm real big in preserving historical monuments, particularly Confederate memorials. Yeah. Here in Florida. And you know, cause even the founding fathers are under attack now. So how do you feel about that? Preserving historical memorials and cenotaphs?
0: I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like anything with a founding father should be memorialized. I mean, look, we live in Jacksonville down right in the middle of, right in the middle of Laura Street. There's a huge statue of Andrew Jackson, who is one of the people that is going to be, that is under attack constantly for his role uh you know in southern america and slavery and that kind of thing but the fact of the matter is at the time the guy was a great leader he was inspirational he did things for his for his country and for his state and you can't you can't deny that even though the times were different and what we felt was acceptable back then is no longer acceptable for the time he was an amazing leader that the most amazing thing to me is thomas jefferson coming under attack and i know that for years people have thought thomas jefferson uh, he, you know, he's a, he was he wrote the declaration of independence uh you know he was he was uh, third president of the United States he, what he, i mean he did so he basically was one of the handful of people who really put together the constitution and the country the way it is and he lived in virginia he owned a plantation and at that time plantation owners had slaves why well because that's what they did i mean that's what that's how plantations grew that's how the south thrived Eventually, and even back when Thomas Jefferson was president, there were people that that were uh, anti-slavery. I mean, Alexander Hamilton very famously was against slavery. And a lot of the New Yorkers uh, who who were part of the Constitutional Convention were against slavery. And they fought to have this in the original draft of the Constitution. Uh, you know, uh, that that's part of the uh, all men are created equal. And it, it took a little while longer. But that's what we know. Politics moves slowly. And you can't just erase your history because you don't like it. You can't just erase your history because you don't like what somebody did or said. I mean, I guess I guess you can in some places because they're doing it. But I I just prefer they not. Thank you. Yeah, no, You're welcome. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Look, I went to uh, this is kind of funny because I went to R.J. Reynolds High School in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And back then, I had it was I was telling the story the other day in in Winston Salem. If you've never been there, uh, th- really until recently, the only thing going was the tobacco industry was R. J. Reynolds Tobacco. And when I grew up, uh, I had a good friend who was he was he came home and his uh, his father he called I called him up I was like Hey, you want to go hang out? He's like I can't I'm grounded for a month. And I go You're grounded for a month. What happened? And he said My dad caught me smoking Marlboros. Not smoking, because that was okay, but smoking Marlboros, which was a Philip Morris brand, which was R.J. Reynolds and still is their prime competitor. That's what got you... That's what got you grounded in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So we know all about Southern tradition. Nowadays, they have banking and insurance, and there's a huge hospital there. And the, and the, uh, you know, as these uh, tobacco companies are getting attacked in court, and as more and more documents are showing that they may have been misleading or they may have been purposely trying to get young people addicted to replace their diet, you know, all this stuff that you hear. It's it it, there. My high school came under attack the high where I went just because it was named for one of the founding fathers of the city. R.J. Reynolds, Richard Joshua Reynolds, basically founded Winston-Salem and the state of North Carolina, for that matter. You know, Sir Walter Raleigh and R.J. Reynolds are basically the two dudes that made sure North Carolina became a, a thriving metropolitan, a metropolitan state the way it is. Charlotte and, and Raleigh and Durham and the Research Triangle. I mean, these are these are important places. And they were founded by guys who sold tobacco. And years later, you know, people realize smoking's bad. Smoking kills. We don't want people getting addicted to smoke. Cancer's horrible. But it doesn't change the fact that these guys had a huge economic and and social impact on not just a city and a state, but the entire country. 855-765-1045. Doc in Oceanway, How you doing, Doc? Hey, man, good morning. I just heard you mention Andrew Jackson, and I just wanted to kind of
4: point out to my, my, my black folks out there. Yeah. If we want to tear down these statues, why the heck are so many black women naming their children Andrew Jackson? Are y'all going to tear down those names of, of the kids? That's just stupid to go back and try to tear down these monuments because it, it's so hideous. Why name your child Andrew Jackson? Facebook Andrew Jackson. see
0: a lot of black kids. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll do that. I'll do that from home, because if I do that at work, that, you know, the IT guy comes. Uh, he's going to come and talk to me. Got hey, it. Doc, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. Look, I mean, things change in 200 years. Think about think about just in 20 years. Think about what was acceptable 20 or what wasn't acceptable 20 years ago or what was acceptable 20 years ago and what's not. Now, look at the Me Too movement in just 10 years. You know, I was I was watching old episodes of The Office the other day, which 10 years ago when I watched it the first time I laughed. My wife laughed. We thought it was great. Now I go back and watch some of these things Michael Scott doesn't says and I go, oh, my God, how were they able to do that on television and not get ripped off the air? And the reason is because things change. But it doesn't mean that at the time. Okay, and now, still today, it wasn't one of the best TV shows ever made. 855-765-1045. Another quick break. we got more of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark Kay Show. My name's Mark K. 855-765-1045 or Star Star 1045. Coming up later today. I totally forgot. We have to do what the bleep. So we're going to we're so busy getting our haircut. The other Josh is like, oh, my God, that's right. We totally forgot. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. But and we were joke. we were having a good time with the uh, with the whole barbershop town hall that Beto O'Rourke decided to do on Facebook. But I mean, look, a lot of things that you need to realize when you sit back and listen to what he said, and I'm not going to make you listen to it. I'm going to I pulled clips so you can kind of hear the important parts. But but it, 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 the, the messaging, no matter where it's delivered, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on a barbershop, whether it's standing on a table, whether it's on a pickup truck, whether it's in front of. Of hundreds of thousands of people whether it's on twitter whether it's on on instagram wherever it is it doesn't matter how they get the message out it's the message that you need to be worried about and this is the message that beto had in his impromptu town hall at the barbershop yesterday
1: real quick to finish the answer um, you know make sure that everyone can go to community college at at no cost um, strengthen the power of unions so so more Connections between high schools and, and unions, high school students and apprenticeships.
0: Okay very scary things. If you listen to it, the first thing he said was no cost, which we all know is not true. There's nothing out there that has no cost. What they mean by no cost is we are going to divert the cost or someone else is going to pay for it. We're going to attack people with money. We're going to take their money and give it to the people that don't because you can't send somebody to uh, to community college or university or any college, anything at all at, at no cost. The college needs to pay for the lights. The college needs to pay for the water. The college needs to pay the salaries of the people that work there and teach there and the college needs to pay for security. All of these things, there's no such thing as no cost. So when Beto O'Rourke sits in the chair or stands on the table or any of the candidates, when they say we're going to offer somebody the opportunity to go to college at no cost, that's not what they mean. They mean no cost to them. Somebody is always going to pay for it. Somebody is always going to pay for it. And the odds are it's going to be you. And it's going to be me and it's going to be everybody else who has a job and pays taxes. Yeah, the taxes are going to go. with The more money you make, the more money they're going to want to give to people so that they can go to community college. And why do they want them to go to community college? Listen again.
1: Real quick to finish the answer. Um you know, make sure that everyone can go to community college at, at no cost. Um, strengthen the power of unions. So, ah. so more connections between high schools and, and unions. Okay,
0: listen to that. He wants to connect the high schools and the unions. He wants, uni- he wants to strengthen the unions that we already have. The unions, which is, again, another in- group of individuals that like to take your money and spend it on your behalf and they will hold you hostage. They'll hold your livelihood hostage. If you want to go out and be, uh, you know, if you want to if you want to be a, um, I don't know, a pipe fitter, or if you want to be an auto worker, or if you want to be a teacher in many places, if you want any of these professions which pay good money, they're 9 to 5, they're in demand, uh, they're something you can do for a long, long time, you have to join the union. And the union, they take your money, whether you like it or not. And then they decide how to spend it. They decide what kind of health care you get. They decide what kind of of benefits you get or don't get, they pay a bunch of people, lawyers and 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 you know union uh, chiefs and and accountants and all these people. You're not even sure what they do. They have a marketing department. This is all stuff that you pay for as the union worker. So now what Beto O'Rourke wants to do is he wants to blow open the doors of public education and he wants to invite the unions in. He wants to connect. He wants a connection between high school students and union workers. Connections between high schools and and unions. So he's basically saying we want the public school system to be the the breeding ground for future union employees. Why? Well, because the Democrats run the unions. And they don't want the unions to get smaller. They want the unions to get larger. So Beto O'Rourke is going to give you free high school. He's going to get the union in there. And he's going to say, you know, go learn a skill. Go learn a trade. Go learn how to build cars. Go learn how to be an auto mechanic. Go learn how to uh, be an offshore driller. Go learn something. Go learn how to be a teacher. And where are you going to learn those? Oh, guess what? You can learn them at the free community college that is no cost to you. It costs a lot to somebody else, but it's no cost to you. This is exactly how the socialist system works. This is how the socialist agenda works. You, number one, you control everybody from birth, basically. You control them through school. You have the unions come in and say, here's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. We've decided and we're going to pay for your education. You're, you're enticing people. You're brainwashing them. If you are going to pay for somebody to become something and then offer them a union job right out of high school, odds are a lot of those people are going to take it. Because it seems like the easier way, road to hoe. It seems like the way to go. You know, why would the government let these unions right into our high schools Why would they let these unions into our high schools if they were bad? I mean, look at all the great things that these these. And of course, they're going to send me to college for free. Why would somebody give me something for nothing if they meant me harm? Why would somebody give me something, entice me with something free that I want if they didn't mean me any harm? I mean, look, when you were a kid, what did they say? If a stranger offers you candy, run the other way. Well, in this case, it's there's no one stranger than Beto O'Rourke, and he's not offering candy. He's offering college. But in the end, it's it's almost more damaging to our high school students and our young people than if it was just a guy pulling up on a van going, Hey, want some candy? Want some candy, little girl? 855-765-1045. Uh, so, yeah, it's funny that he's getting a haircut and a massage and he's moaning. It feels good. Yeah, it feels good. Doesn't feel good because what he's saying is that he wants to get into the White House and he wants to make sure that that the unions get into high schools, that you get to go to college for free, that you are beholden to the government, that every good thing in your life you can trace back to the government of the United States. So when it comes time for them to demand something of you, you have no choice. You have no choice but to give it to them. Maybe maybe that's why his ratings are plummeting. Maybe that's why he's in single digits now. Maybe it's not because he's not folksy or relatable. Maybe it's not because he's doing enough town halls or getting his hair cut enough on Facebook. Maybe it's that people are scared of what he's saying. Maybe it's that people really understand what he wants to do to this country, what he thinks needs to be done to this country, and they want the exact opposite. Maybe they see Beto O'Rourke for exactly what he is. The people in Texas saw it. And now the rest of us get to see it too. 855 765 1045. We gotta take a quick break. 855 765 1045. We got some of your phone calls. We got some of your open mic messages coming up. This is The Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV.
1: I've got to get Mark K. more time on the Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories. Local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother.
2: This is the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV. As president, I will take on the wealthy. I will take on the big corporations. I will not rest until this government serves.
0: New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio throwing his hat into the ring uh, Becoming the 23rd candidate for president on the Democratic 23 people I'd like to throw my hat into the
3: Democratic race even though I'm a proud Republican and love Donald Trump, I just like to
0: stir the Democratic pot. All right, 24 then.
1: Woo Way to go, Preston. Yeah, man. Battle Royale, Fortnite. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For those of you that don't get the, uh, for those of you that don't get that comment, find a, you uh, find a millennial teenager and ask them what that means. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Here's uh, here's the first, here's how Bill De Blasio led off his presidential campaign.
2: I'm a New Yorker. I've known Trump's a bully for a long time. This is not news to me or anyone else here, and I know how to take them on.
0: I have a question for you. Do you want a president who's not a bully? Is, is being a bully a, – I mean, I know we teach our kids, don't be a bully, don't bully the kids, you know. And being a bully, fine, is a bad thing when you're in school and you're just picking on people uh, to take their lunch money. But do you want a president who's – what's the opposite of a bully? A victim? A pushover? Given the choice between the two, do you want somebody who's going to go into China into a trade discussion with the uh, the other largest economy in the world, an economy that has been taking advantage of us for years? Do you want somebody to go into negotiations with with a very strong and stubborn communist leader? And do you want that person to be to play the role of the victim or do you want them to play the person the role of the bully? You know, when it comes to to oil talks or uh, when it comes to North Korea or when it comes to, oh, how about this, uh, sabotage on oil tankers in Iran? Do you want somebody who's going to just roll over and take it or do you want somebody who's going to push back and be the bully? I feel like in a president, in any leader, you want that strength. You want somebody who's not afraid to – who's not going to be the victim because if you're not the bully, you're the victim. Those are your, those are your two choices. uh one oh four five. Anyway, that's that's what's going on with the uh, with the Democratic presidential campaign. We are up to twenty three and count. Don't think it's over yet. Hey, John in Orange Park. How you doing, John? Thanks for calling the Markay Show.
3: Hey, brother. I'm doing good. I just want to talk about the pursuit of happiness. OK. And uh, people going to college for free. And they take advantage of their diploma, which that's what they're going to school for, to do well in life and hopefully make boo-coop bucks of money. Yeah. Then here comes part two. They're going to tax you like crazy on that. So why even go
0: to college? No, you're, uh, to. you're right. But look, here's a college is college is the next bubble, and I've said this for a while, and you, and you bring up a couple of good points. College is the next bubble, much like there was the dot-com bubble and the housing bubble, and then we had the banking crash. College has lived behind this This veil of necessity or this veil of, you know, college has been the end all be all for so many people for so long. You know, we always hear I'm so proud of my son. He was the first generation to go to college or I want to go to college and make my parents proud. And that was the myth. That was the legend. That was the fallacy for so long in this country. And for a lot of people, it still is. And the immigrant culture coming in. Why do you think colleges are mostly democratic? Because they realize that the people that have been here for a long time, they're starting to catch on. But the immigrants who come to the United States of America, these are the the people who are poor and who have never gone to college. They know that they are still this shining beacon of hope. This far-off dream that if you come from the ghetto or if you come from the the public housing community, if you come from a third-world country and you you get across the border legally or illegally or whatever, and if you somehow end up with a college diploma, that is the holy grail of the American dream. But really, what it is, is it's a Ponzi scheme. As Bill just pointed out, it is a Ponzi scheme because you have to... Take out loans for exorbitant amounts of money and you have to, – I took out a loan to uh, fix up my kitchen once and it was nowhere near what one year of college would be and I almost had a heart attack. And that was for something I use every single day to feed and sustain my life. I haven't used anything I've used in, I learned in college in 30 years, yet I paid three times more than I paid for that kitchen. You have to take out loans from institutions that require you to pay them back and then they charge you interest. And the, there's inflation. So at the end of it all, your, your $10,000, 20000 25000 even $50,000 college education costs you well over that, $80,000, 90000 even $100,000 by the time that you're done. It's a Ponzi scheme. And you're right. On the tail end, you get out and you get a job that pays you nowhere near what you paid into the college system. In fact, if you go to Harvard or Yale or Princeton, on average, you are going to spend one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars on your four year education. One hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. The median salary for a graduate from those schools is sixty thousand, less than half what you have to spend on that education. And when you take out your bills. Your mortgage, your car payment, your insurance, your taxes, you're you're pulling in, what, 20, maybe 15. You pay for some entertainment. You buy yourself some clothes, a nice pair of shoes. You go to spin class. You're down to, what, 5,000? You know how long it's going to take you to pay back that college education? Making five to ten thousand dollars of solid income, disposable income that you can do whatever you want with over a year. It's a scam. And people are starting to realize it. And the internet is blowing it up because people are making more money on the internet without a college education. You've got a 17 year old, a 17 year old kid who has an online newsletter with a circulation of 50,000 people, which on some days is more people than watch MSNBC and he's doing it after his classes on high school before he does his homework he wakes up at 5 a.m. he sends out this newsletter and he just blew the lid off of Bill De Blasio's presidential bid he's the kid that cracked the story and he hasn't stepped foot in a college ever the bubbles about to burst the legend is over you know it is no it is no longer necessary to go to college it is no longer uh the the shining jewel of achievement that it used to be and it's no longer financially intelligent to go to college unless, of course, you want to be a doctor, a lawyer or some kind of politician for the rest of your life. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is the number. Oh, one other thing he said, too, was about the pursuit of happiness, which you have to, people. People misunderstand that that's been bastardized. They were uh, you were promised life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. You're not promised happiness. You're not promised happiness. You're promised the ability to chase down that happiness. And you better run fast because it's getting harder and harder to catch. 855-765-1045. David in downtown. How are you, David? I'm doing
3: well. have got a couple of questions for you. Yes, sir. So these presidential candidates that have announced that they're going to run, mm-hmm. so let's just say they raise $10 million. Their expenses are only $5 million until they decide to drop out of the race. Do they get
0: to keep that $5 million? Oh, that's a great question. That's a really, that, David, that's a really great question. And that's something that everybody who's donating to a presidential candidate or getting these, getting inundated with these emails, that's something you need to know about. I'm going to, I got to take a break because I want to, I want to spend a couple minutes. Let's take an early break. We'll come back and I will definitely answer that question for you next. 855 765 1045 is the number. Eight five five seven six five. One oh four five is the number. You can leave us an open mic message too if you want to. Uh we're gonna like I said, we'll be right back. It's the Mark K Show on News one hundred four point five W O K O K V. This is the Mark K Show, and my name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me today. What a fun, I was just telling the, the other Josh, what a fun show. Thanks again to Will Todd, who came in here and did a little beta O'Rourke on me. He shaved my head, he uh, shaved my neck, wrapped a hot towel around my face. Hey, Mark
1: K, did you get one of them hot towels wrapped around your big old bald head? Because I get them wrapped on my big bald head all the time when I get a shave. Pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. When he did that, we were actually Candace was doing the news. So that was only on the stream. But if you have a minute, go back and watch our Facebook stream later today. Or I'm sure someone may have clipped it on our, our Twitch stream because it was definitely listen to, uh, you know, maybe the uh, Well, I don't know if we have it on the podcast, but it was definitely it was quite the sensation. And I highly recommend um, a hot towel wrapped around here. There was some lavender in it or something too. The the studio smells amazing. The studio smells just great. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. So just before the break, Dave called and he had a question, a great question, really great, great question about all this campaign money because we talk about Beto O'Rourke, who is dwind, I mean he's falling. He's fallen hard, man. He's fallen uh, harder than I do on Saturday night after I've had three tall boys. He is in single digits where he was once one of the favorites to win the Democratic presidential primary. You may remember his big, uh, you know, coming out on Vanity Fair. And he had these big rallies everywhere. And, you know, when he ran in Texas against Ted Cruz, he raised $60 million. And we keep mentioning that over and over again. And one of the questions that comes up is, and David brought it up, he said, what happens to the money? That they don't spend on their campaign when they drop out, because you have 23 people, many of whom have raised billion, like cumulatively billions of dollars. I mean, what, what was it? 60 million is what Bernie Sanders raised in like the first weekend. Joe Biden, same thing. There's millions and millions of dollars in these war chests. And and we don't know, you know what happens to the money, let's say, because these guys are going to start dropping out pretty quickly. And eventually, it's going to be down to one. Well, not, are the rest of them going to spend all of that money? And if not, what happens to the money that people have donated? Bernie Sanders is getting donations, one dollar, just one dollar at a time. That's all it takes, one dollar. Whatever you can spend, he's getting a lot of those. You know, twenty seven hundred dollars, I think, is the max you can give to any one candidate. And people are donating, and they're going to these dinners, and there's they're flying around Joe Biden's, you know, uh, sniffing hair for money. He's started a, opened up a sniffing booth. So you can get sniffed by Joe Biden for like 20 bucks and all the money goes to his campaign. What happens to that money when they inevitably drop out? Well, the answer is they usually keep it somehow. The one big thing is that if they plan to run In the future, let's say in four years, for example, Bernie Sanders, uh, he, he most likely kept his money for a future presidential run or a future senatorial run. If it's a federal election and you've raised money as a federal candidate, you can keep whatever's left over and put it toward a future run. Now, I know what you're thinking. What happens if you don't run again? For example, Hillary Clinton had over a billion dollars. She only spent 750 million. What happened to the other 250 million? I guarantee it's sitting in an account somewhere for her future presidential bid or her future senatorial race. She's not checked out of politics for good. She may even declare this time around. We don't know that. And the last thing Hillary Clinton's going to do is give money back to her donors. Now, a lot of times they can do that, too. The money can be given back to each individual donor. You've got to have a record of who gave what, and you can definitely give it back. But that rarely happens because, as you, you know as well as I do, You know as well as I do that politicians can find a way to spend your money, and they will. Once they drop out of a campaign, it doesn't mean that their costs are done. They've got to wrap up their campaign. They've got to pay off this person and that person and consultants and lawyers. And I guarantee most of them just try their darndest to spend it all in ways, creative ways, that mean they don't have to give that money back and that they can definitely uh, benefit from. For example, Chris Christie, when he dropped out of the race, he asked permission from the state of New Jersey to use the campaign money he had left over to pay legal fees against one of the scandals he was fighting as the governor of New Jersey. And he did just that. It was money given for his campaign, which he was then uh, being uh, allowed to use to pay off legal debts. There's tons of different things that they can do. They could donate it to another candidate, and that's something that they'll often do. Or they can donate it, and this is probably what I think in in 90% of the cases will happen, is that they will donate the money to the party. Because think about it this way. Cory Booker. It's going to it thinks he's the best man to be president of the United States. But if the if the rest of the country disagrees and he can't win a single primary and he goes to New Jersey and he loses his own state, he's going to drop out of the race and he's going to have some money left over. Well, if Cory Booker can't be president, the next best person to be president would be another Democrat. So he can give that money to another Democrat or more importantly, just give it to the Democratic National Committee and they can decide who gets it. And they can dispense it to the candidates they then think and so on and so forth. So every time a candidate drops out of the race, the Democratic National Convention, I guarantee they get a huge infusion of cash. You know, it's like it's like that game. uh, What was that? What's that game with the snake where you eat other snakes and you just get bigger and bigger and bigger stream stream IO or what's what's it's called? Anyway, the jiggly IO. There's some game out there. It's on the app. My kids love it. And you're a snake. And if you if you you disappear and another snake will come and eat up all your remains and become bigger and bigger and bigger. That's how these primaries work. The money goes into a pool and whoever's left, the bigger snake gets to eat it up. And eventually you got one candidate. Hillary Clinton didn't raise a billion dollars by herself. A lot of that was leftover Bernie Sanders money and leftover. Uh, well, I don't I don't think Martin O'Malley raised that much. Anyway, it just gets handed. It's hand me downs. But I guarantee the first thing they're going to do is try to find a way to spend it. Yes, they could give it back to the donors. Do they do that? Probably not. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. This is Steve in St. Augustine. Steve, thanks so much for holding. What do you want to say, sir?
1: Hey, boss. I, I We've spoken a couple of times, man. Love your show. First of all, oh, and man, thanks. what you were just, what you were just touching on, uh, ask Corrine Brown, <laughs> what happens to, un- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, un- undocumented money. Um, uh, but the, the question that, that I had for you is, have you ever had a coach that was a pushover? You no. know, Donald Trump is our coach. Donald Trump is our coach. I've never had a coach in my life that was worth his weight in salt.
0: No, that would let the players tell him how to run the team. Oh, they get fired. They're the first ones to go. One hundred percent. Exactly. And, and you know what these
1: people are talking about? You know, Trump's a bully. Trump is this. Trump ain't nothing but a coach. Yeah. He's running. He's running the team the way he sees fit to run the team. And guess what? We're winning. For the first time in a long time, we're winning on this game.
0: Steve, that's a great example, man. I appreciate it, and that's a that's a great metaphor. Eight five five seven six five. One zero four five. You know what, Bill De Blasio? He doesn't want to be a coach. He just wants everyone to get a participation trophy. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. More of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News one zero four point five WOKV
2: i got
1: to get Marquee more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Marquee. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call
0: it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the K. Show on News 104.5 WOKB. Oh, we got some people online that uh, that disagree with me. Uh, Tommy from St. Augustine. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. What's up, man? Hey, Mark, I
3: just want you to know I love listening to you. Sometimes you make me spew my like coffee because you say <laughs> such funny things. Oh, good. All right. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I just wanted to go back to the college thing. Yeah. You said something today. I just dis- kind of disagreed because it made it sound like you, you, you're saying college is no longer necessary. And I don't think that's what you meant. But, uh, you know, I have five sons, all of them college graduates. Well, one went to two went to Missouri, one University of Chicago Law School. One mm-hmm. is a minister that went to. Divinity School and then I have a son that went to Cal Arts and I graduated from Clemson with a civil engineering degree and And all of those things made opportunities available to my kids and to myself that otherwise wouldn't have had and and I think gave us a start that maybe wasn't necessary to continue as a college grad, but it helped us to get started in professions, me as a civil engineer. And also there's programs out there where anybody can go to school. I I, I went to school under the co-op program where I worked a semester for the Corps of Engineers in a school semester, and I, I just don't want to downplay the 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 good that college educations help as an employer i hire young men a lot young women and the college grad has the advantage over the non-college grad almost all the time why is that though? like what
0: do you just is that in your mind that they have that advantage or do you see uh, you know uh, when you interview them there's a distinct advantage between the college grad and the and the uh, uh, non-college grad
3: well, most of the college grads that I talked to, and myself included, and my kids, yeah. they have a maturity about them. They had, they worked hard. They had a dedication. They had a, they had this drive, and and they worked to get achieve something. And like for me, I couldn't have gotten my professional engineering license if I wasn't a college grad. Yeah. I, my, you know, my son could not be a lawyer right now if he didn't wasn't a college grad. My, my athletic director, basketball coach, and, and principal's son could not have had it without being a college grad. It just shows a, a part of them that means I'm going to work hard. I'm going to dedicate myself. I'm going to achieve something, and I'm going to I'm going to be devoted and. And uh, diligent, and and I, I just see that. I'm yeah. not saying that it's and not necess- it's, that you can't have it without college. We need more tradespeople. There's no question. Right, but Tommy. I'm, I, 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 don't I want- I don't want people to get the message that you're saying college is not necessary
0: no if you want to be a lawyer college is absolutely necessary do we need more lawyers that's a debate for another day but no. if you want to if, if you want to be a doctor yes college is necessary uh those kinds of things if you want to enter the priesthood or become a you know a, 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 some kind of um clerical you know clergyman then you probably need some kind of additional schooling just so you know about the Bible but I think a lot of what you're saying is true when you interview somebody that went to college you see a maturity in them you see something different and that's because they're probably older and they've been gone for four years uh, and also the people that tend to go to college are looking to enter the workforce that's what college does it college doesn't breed entrepreneurs college breeds workers so of course when you go to interview somebody they're gonna be a college graduate and anybody interested in getting a job who goes to interview with you or anyone else they're not going to have that refined kind of mentality that the college gives you but it doesn't mean that you can't be successful without college and in fact most people that work hard and, or a lot of people that work hard and who are self-starters and are creative find the the college uh, to be constraining and they will leave and they will seek out their own ventures and they will seek out to create their own thing and they will become obsessed by something else most of the most of the tech savvy and and you know uh, titans of technology like Mark Zuckerberg for example and Evan Spiegel and all these other kids who create these these tech Giants are college dropouts. The vice president of our company, the guy who gave me this job, is a college dropout. In fact, I think, I think most of the people we work for are college dropouts. One of them went to Alabama, which is like being a college dropout. So, you know, it, it, I don't, what I'm saying to you with college is not that it's unnecessary, that it's gonna, the bubble's gonna burst. And, and when I started the conversation, I want you to keep in mind, this is the bubble that's going to burst because it is not as necessary as it used to be or as people make it out to be. And the expense is rising of college and the benefit is decreasing. And there are so many more opportunities for you to learn, a trade school, online training, on the job training. I'm going to be honest with you. Somebody comes in here with a communications degree from such and such a school and says, I learned about radio in college. I don't want them. I want somebody who's never worked in radio and I want to teach them how to do it. And I want them to do it my way, not somebody else's way. I want them to be a clean, blank palette. I just want them to be like hungry and and smart. And that's it. But, yeah, people are always going to go to college. The colleges are going to be fine. But what they're going to find out is that there's a point where people are going to stop paying and the bubble's going to burst and people are going to realize I can have a fantastic life and make lots of money and make a difference and make make my American dream come true. And I can do it all without owing one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to a bank for the rest of my life. Hey, thank, good call, though. Good question. Or good. Uh, good point. I appreciate it. Daryl and Jack's Beach. How you doing, Daryl?
4: Hey Mark, just great, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. uh, Yeah, I just uh, was gonna call you. I was wanting to talk about college too, but I'd like to respond to what you said to that other guy real quickly. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those guys that didn't go to college. I went to the school of hard knocks, you know, the University of Hard Knocks, and I've been working with my hands for 30 years, and probably for the last 15 or 20, I've made a lot more money than my high school um, friends did that went to college. there is a downside to that too i don't have a 401k or all these other things that maybe you would have if you're in a corporation but i I was thinking that you get these units involved in the high schools may not be a bad idea after all if it could be controlled and legislated why not bring them in there and let them do apprentice trade schools just like we used to do with the shop classes you know mechanics shop classes and And wood shop and stuff.
0: Why do you need a union for that, though? Why don't you go out and find, like, uh, why don't you go to Wake Off's Air Conditioning and say, hey, would you dedicate or donate a couple of hours every week to come teach our kids, uh, you know, HVAC? And then guess what? Guess where those kids are maybe going to go to apply for a job? Wake Off's Air Conditioning. Why why do you need a union to do that? Why can't you just get, um, you know, an entrepreneur or a small business to come in and work a program like that? I just think that, you know, bringing the unions into the school, there's so much that could go wrong and will.
4: Well, that's possible, but but they are but they already are in the trades too, and, and there's probably a relationship there where they can bring tradespeople people and instruct too. But yes, there is a concern. You know you you don't want the you don't want the coyote to watch the chicken coop. I understand where you're calling from.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good. That's a great. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really we really appreciate that. Look, th- there's a. I, I was watching uh, Tony Robbins the other day, and there's this, this baffling statistic that he shared: seventy three percent. Of people, 73% of people that went to college are not working in the area that they studied. Okay? Which means 27% of people that go to college actually get a job in the area that they determined they wanted to study, whatever they majored in. Okay? So 73% they go to college, they major in something, and they work in some field that has nothing to do with that, myself included. I'm raising my hand up in the air. All right? Then of that 27 percent who actually got a job in the field that they spent four years and hundreds of thousands of dollars studying of that 27 percent, 52 percent frickin' hate their jobs. So you've got, let's see, half of 27, you've really got 12 percent of people that go to college loving their life. And the rest of us are either doing something that we wasted four years of our time not studying or doing what we studied and just wishing that we were we could throw ourselves off of a cliff. The college system is broken. And whenever a system is broken, it starts to collapse, just like Beto works. Uh, popularity. eight five five seven six five All right, quick break. When we get back, we are going to play What the Bleep. We need two contestants. If you want to win a uh, Mark K. Show t shirt and a News 104.5 WOKV prize pack, get on the horn right now. What the Bleep is next on News 104.5 WOKV. The Marquee Show. How exciting is it? Wow, I can't believe how quickly this show went by today. I guess when you get your haircut, that cuts out a lot of time. 855 765 1045. Let's go do, um, let's go, let's go, let's play some What's the Bleep, shall we? That's always very exciting. Everybody always loves, everybody always loves What's the Bleep. And we've got Daniel on the east side. Daniel, hey, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank oh, great, Daniel. You're going to be playing against David today. David, you there? Yes, sir. How you doing, Mark? Doing great. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for calling in. David, Daniel, you guys both know how to play, right? We're going to play you a clip from the past week. We're going to bleep out one word. All you have to do is tell us what word we bleeped out. If you get a point, if you uh, get it right, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game is going to win a Mark K. Show News 104.5 WOKV prize pack. Does that sound cool? Perfect. Sounds good. Oh, sounds good. All right, perfect. Let me make sure that you guys are both locked and loaded and ready to go. And here we go. Uh, We're going to start with you, David, or with you, Daniel, since you were first to call. And I'm going to play the clip. You just listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Are you ready? Yep. Here we go. Oh, hold on, let me make sure I can hit the button. As president, I will take on the... Pardon me, this is Bill de Blasio in his campaign announcement, the mayor of New York, uh, saying he's now going to run for president.
2: As president, I will take on the wealthy. I will take on the big corporations. I will not rest until this government serves
0: people what do you think uh what do you think daniel what was the uh, bleep uh working working let's take a listen and sure. see what
2: let's yeah it sounds good let's see what he said as president i will take on the wealthy i will take on the big corporations i will not rest until this government serves working people wow
0: look at that right out of the gate coming on strong daniel you got yourself a point uh all right david you ready for your first clue <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready, Mark. Okay, this is uh, Kristen Gillibrand. She's on CNN and she's discussing the recent abortion laws uh, being passed nationwide. Listen carefully uh, and tell us what the bleep.
3: President Trump intends on <laughs> Roe v. Wade.
0: <laughs> what the what the bleep, uh, David? Can can you can you play that one more time? I sure can. Listen carefully.
3: President Trump intends on <laughs> Roe v. Wade.
0: Um destroy. Destroying? Yeah. Destroying? Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a listen and see what happens. President
3: yeah. Trump intends on overturning Roe v. Wade.
0: That was close. It's like a synonym, yeah. Overturning, but that was close. That's okay. It's still just one nothing. Uh it's still anybody's game. Uh Dan, are you ready for your clue? I'm ready. All right, here we go, Daniel. This is Don Lemon on his CNN program the other day, uh, discussing <laughs> discussing his favorite topic, Donald Trump. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep.
1: I'm Don Lemon, and you've got to wonder why this president loves to surround himself with strong men, with. What?
0: D- <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 What's PG It is PG. Yeah, right? it's a total family show, Daniel. What to believe, Daniel? Uh, let's try Sycophants. fans. all right. <laughs> let's listen carefully. Here we go. I'm Don Lemon, and you've
1: got to wonder why this president loves to surround himself with
0: strong men. With dictators. Dictator. Dictator. That was... I thought that was... Oh, I'm sorry. You got that wrong. You said sycophants. That <laughs> uh, was a good one. That's no, all right. Tough one. Still 1-1. Or still one nothing. So, David, uh, you could tie it up right here. Are you ready? Listen carefully. Okay. This is Mayor... Uh, hold on. Yes. This is Mayor Pete Buttigieg uh, discussing something or other somewhere. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep.
2: I am a proud son of And I am running for president of the United States.
0: He's a proud son of something. What do you think that? What the bleep? David? Uh, well, normally he speaks a lot about God. But I'm going to say proud son of God. Proud son of God. Let's listen carefully. I'm a proud son of South
2: Bend, Indiana, oh. and I am
0: running for president of the United States. South Bend. Oh, I keep hitting the wrong one. South Bend, Indiana. That's okay. That's okay. There's still, it's still just one nothing. So, like I said, it's, it's, you could still come in at Atlantic. the end here.
3: Ironic, I'm a proud son of
0: something and yes. No, that's That's, horrible. All right. uh, Daniel, it's back to you. You could take the lead and win the game if you get this one right. This is President Donald Trump speaking at a press conference. Are you ready? I'm ready. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. I could them, I assume. If they me, I could them for the same kind of thing. They wouldn't want to do it. (laughs) what? What the bleep, Daniel? Uh, every one of those bleeps was the same word? Every one of those bleeps was the same word, yes. Listen again. I could them, I assume. If they me, I could them for the same kind of thing. They wouldn't want to do it.
4: Like could something stand.
0: Frickin'? Let's listen in and see if it's frickin'. I could ask them, I assume. If they asked me, I could ask them for the same kind of thing. They wouldn't want to do it. It was ask. Uh, unfortunately, that's incorrect. Good. But great news. We're out of time, and you have the only point in the game. So congratulations, you win. <laughs> Nicely done, Daniel. We'll hook you up with that Good price back. Uh, uh, yeah, hey, thanks so much for calling. Thanks for playing. Congratulations, David. Uh, go call your mom in South Bend and tell her you apologize. This is the Marquet Show. A special thanks again to Will Todd at Will Todd Barbershop for coming in and coming. My hair. Thanks to Beto O'Rourke for giving us the idea, and thanks to you guys for listening. Stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh is next on News 104.5 WOKV.